so yeah. Halloween's coming up. I know. So sad. <laughs> I thought we could talk about a couple of things that are spooky and amazing and that we love. Yes, absolutely. I'm so into this. I've I've been waiting for this conversation. Uh, super excited. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, like I, I know how much you love fall and halloween and, and it's true <laughs> yeah and so and of course like you know media and movies and stuff and like a lot of stuff we're gonna talk about is very relevant but also like some often nostalgia stuff which i'm always down for oh totally yeah. first thing yeah. i want you to please gush about because <laughs> no one does it quite like you <laughs> Hocus Pocus. So if you have not heard, Hocus Pocus 2 is being announced for Disney+. Plus. However, before it was Hocus Pocus 2, it was the seminal classic, cult classic, Hocus Pocus from 1993. At the time, was it was a terrifying, scary movie. Oh, for sure. Um, at the time. <laughs> and we thought we were being really grown up and adult by watching a scary movie. Um, and then the more we watched it and liked it, the more we watched it again and again. And then we thought we were super cool because, you know, nothing scared us. We were like, no, but you are super cool. That's a sucker thing. Okay. Well, okay, that, go on. At that age, I, at that age, I'll say it's arguable, but I can see <laughs> your point, uh, in this moment. Uh, but that was one of the first, yeah, movies that I ever, um, my friends and I, that we would always, we would sit and like play it and watch it again and again. Um, especially at this time of year, obviously, when it was uh, most applicable. This was, So that was my first introduction to Bette Midler. I didn't know her before then. Very Sarah cool. Jessica Parker, who, like, arguably not as many people knew then as they know now, of yeah. course, after Sex and the City. And Kathy Jimmy, who I also love and have seen in Amazing. many things since. He's a, Seminal old, female comic performers. No, like, oh, let's oh, just put it out there. The best. And, I like, it's a, that movie is quotable. Uh, there are many memes. So, so if it's if timeless yeah you, it's like it's there it's good and even now that being said as much as i love it everyone was like have you heard hocus pocus 2 i was like listen the classic is the classic however that midler is signed on therefore i am open to discussion yes <laughs> uh yes. like any excuse to like bring it back it will not stop me from watching the original again multiple times um but at the same time i'm glad that because there's a whole and this is one of those things you and i talked about there are whole generations that were born, like that are people who are 20 years old right now weren't alive when Hocus Pocus came out. Yeah. And yeah. so they don't even know there was a first Hocus Pocus, perhaps. For sure. But now they will find it. And that excites me. So Hocus Pocus, great segue because they mm-hmm. are amazing witches. Yes. And segueing into the witches yes. <laughs> by Roald Dahl, uh. who uh, was and continues to be one of my, my favorite authors. He was one of my favorite writers when I was a kid growing up. And, and to this day, it is an as adult stuff, especially his short stories are just mm. phenomenal. And uh, understanding that there's a lot of colonial problematic issues with, uh, <laughs> with some of his writing. 100% um, and important to, to note, however. But, but still a phenomenal writer. And mm. uh, I was introduced to this, he, not, not just his style of writing, but the kind of writing that really asked a lot of you as a child in terms mm. of like pushing your imagination and drawing out these uh, these dark, fantastical elements that that perhaps were not in a lot of other uh, books it it was pretty pretty unique at at that time the witches uh, as a book was terrifying yes and was terrifying then and frankly kind of terrifying now 
I mean, yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think a lot of his work had, had that aspect. I mean, even if you see the adaptations, like everyone's like, oh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is such a, such a great. It's like, yeah, but like Willy Wonka is creepy AF. There's a <laughs> like, darkness to Roald Dahl stories, like a dark, that. fantastical element. Yeah, it's, yeah, there's that element as well. So it fits perfectly with our theme, though, of like, you know, moving yeah. from one group of witches to some other terrifying witches yes. uh, less campy but all the, the the witches of literature in this case or at least literature of that age bracket oh totally totally and, totally yeah. and like i i'm a big fan of how um there yeah. were no punches pulled with how terrifying the witches in the book were and yeah. how much they hated children oh it's so great it made us tough i guess <laughs> yeah i think so but but you know to to the point then of other Halloweeny things that that we love, campy Halloween things in general. Yeah, and I feel sure. like there's a couple of uh, movies that really speak to this so well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, for me, it's Beetlejuice, Rocky mm-hmm. Horror Picture Show, and Nightmare oh, yeah. Before Christmas. Which it is an ongoing debate in our house whether that is a <laughs> Halloween movie or a Christmas movie. I mean, I'm for it being both. Yes, that's uh, where we landed. But I was gonna say I understand how that would be. It's it's a, a time tested debate. Is is which hol- which uh, is it appropriate for which holiday? And the answer is both, um, whichever you yes. feel most passionate about. But it definitely is. It was up for contention uh, many many a times I, in many households, uh, mine included. So, <laughs> because we had Christmas, we had Nightmare Before Christmas Christmas ornaments, so we were like, it's a Christmas movie. But then it was like Jack the Pumpkin King, so we're like, that's very Halloween. It's um, totally Halloween. So there's arguments to be made for both sides, but yes, along those lines. And then of course you mentioned mentioned Beetlejuice as well. Yes, uh, which, which actually, dude, I saw for the first time this year. What? How did yeah. I not know this? I saw Beetlejuice for the first time this year. I'm there looking is, forward to this now. There are very many like North American yes. pop culture youth franchises that I didn't really watch because I grew up outside of North America. For sure. So, like things like the original Ghostbusters. I've never right. like I hadn't seen till like two years ago. Oh, right on. See, I, I that I didn't see until I it had been out many years before I was old enough to watch it. Um, right. but I definitely did I definitely had had seen it earlier than than two years ago but so now I'm curious though because you have an adult perspective on seeing it for the first time where oh like, man I loved it I that? loved okay. it because to me it was like Rocky Horror like oh. it was that kind of movie which you and I have a you and I have a, a, a group a cast, storied history a storied history <laughs> with Rocky Horror a fantastic one that I am looking forward to. we will have to recount it oh for sure um and so do you want, shall, shall we segue to Rocky Horror? Do we yes, want to please. And I, I will hand over to you because your memory is better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is fair. But it was, so this was a group activity. So for me, what, so is, what is really interesting for me about my Rocky Horror experience? And, I, and if, if you're listening and you haven't had a Rocky Horror experience, first, you're missing out. And please secondly, seek out a Rocky Horror experience. Yeah. Secondly, there are there's many a place you can have one still, thankfully. So it is not you're you've not missed out uh, forever. There is time. So <laughs> whether it's the film or or otherwise. Now that's what's interesting <laughs> for me is that Rocky Horror is a film, but I the first time I ever saw it was not on film. I didn't even know there was a movie the first time I saw it because the first time I saw it was a staged production, uh, and one of the one of the first times was with you. 
uh, and a, a, gr- a large group of us as well. But it was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, it was so much fun. Uh, you and I went together. Now I had that was when you and I went together. That was my second um, stage pr- uh, production of it. So I already knew what I was getting into. Like I was, and I was super excited to go. Um, but it was also my first uh, large production because my very first experience with Rocky Horror was in university, uh, and our university uh, theater production did a production of Rocky Horror. So much smaller scale. Um, as far as like the, the venue was held in, I don't know, I think maybe, maybe held a hundred people versus, I don't know what the capacity of the theater we went to, but it was definitely, oh, yeah, no, it was, it was multiple thousands. Yeah, m- yeah. Multiple times bigger. Um, so it went from the, you know, a student production of seeing it, which was great. I loved it. And um, I, in a lot of ways, the student production of seeing it is actually a lot more authentic because the, yes. the idea, if, you, if you're not familiar, is that <laughs> it's a musical comedy uh the, the movie is actually based on the stage production yes um which is uh a parody of like sci-fi and horror b movies th- from the 1930s to the 60s yeah. uh so a lot of that sort of practical effects and like retro futurism mm-hmm. um you know that that kind of thing so yeah. i in a lot of ways i would feel like the, the student production it like it has a much more authentic vibe. <laughs> it definitely did. And uh, this the small venue as well helped because it was way more interactive uh, as far as the cast with the audience. As it's supposed um, to be. It is supposed yeah. to be this like hilarious uh, back and forth between the audience and the performers. Yeah, and then you can really accomplish that on a, on a small stage. That being said, it did not take away from the large production that we Certainly saw. Certainly did not. Which <laughs> they did a fantastic job of making it as, well, there's always the, the call and repeat part. But so they, they still stayed true to that. But they definitely did a fantastic job doing that. And I know we all took a little trip um down to the theater to see it there was a huge group of us i think it was like in the middle of the day really because i mean it totally was it was right? a matinee show because that was the only thing we could afford that's exactly right i was like we were in university still so i'm like we definitely couldn't afford like the evening production of it, no. it, was, it was that we place. went like on a weekday at lunchtime because that's yes. what we could afford <laughs> exactly and it was a limited production as far as like it wasn't always going on whereas when i was in la a year or two ago in uh, the neighborhood uh, my friend lives in there's actually a theater that does a rocky horror uh show every night of the week and you can just go <laughs> so yeah, there are people who get it. dressed up and go like you can go anytime uh so they because they do it all the time and i just love that that's a very much still alive and a thing uh but yeah when we saw we had we went to the matinee uh and i mean again it didn't take away from it it was still you know an awesome experience that is amazing um but for, for people for people for context um, the, the film came out in 1975. So this is, you know, our experience of having been in university with a theater production. I didn't know about the movie at all because I was not alive when it came out. And then it wasn't until years later when I was at a Halloween party. I think this was probably still in university, but it was like a couple of years later that people were talking about Rocky Horror. And I was like, oh, I love Rocky Horror. And they're like, you should watch the movie. And I was like, I need you to go back. What? There's a film? We could be watching it right now and we're <laughs> not? Like, what is happening here? Yes. Also, again, for anybody who's not seen it, or even if you have, one of the greatest soundtracks. Oh, so good. So, right? so good. And, and everybody knows A little knows bit it. of musical history. Yes. In the movie, Meatloaf uh, yes. does, does a song. And he didn't sing in a movie, though he did act in several, until... Uh, the pick of destiny the tenacious d movie that no came out a couple of years ago yeah yes. yeah so that was his first time singing in a movie since rocky horror 
wow that is a long time yeah that, dude, and like badass rock and roll oh yeah for sure but that's i didn't realize it had been so long yeah it was, it was a huge time. deal when he sang in pick of destiny it was like because he hadn't done it since 1975 yeah an amazing cast uh at the time. oh People sure tim curry susan curry, sarandon yes. Bring yes. It, well meatloaf <laughs> yes <laughs> he was he was also in it, but then of course, like the 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 song when people think of Rocky Horror is always Time Warp. Yes, at least yeah. for me or most people I know, it's either Time Warp. This is the one that everybody, no matter where you play it, everyone not only knows all the lyrics but the dance moves. Oh, of course, because it's just a jump to the left, left. and a step to the right. <laughs> and that's the best part is that even if you don't know the song and you've never heard it before, they tell you just in the song the instructions. Yes, and all you have to do is listen, and like it's the. At a, any party where it's played, if people were like, what is this? You're like, first of all, we're going to have a conversation after the song, but here's what you're going to do. We're all going to do it together. Um, and that's oh, kind of cool. just a great party vibe. Um, but also, damn it, Janet's pretty great, too. It's <laughs> so good, man. And, like, and the thing is, like, Rocky Horror itself is this, like, cult phenomenon that is not just a tribute and a parody of like you know the, the sci-fi and the horror movies and that kind of thing but yep. it's about sort of performers taking the aspect of the performance into their own hands and engaging the audience and all of these cool things yep. that were just starting to happen in the 60s and 70s yep like it's super punk rock. Like, oh, yeah. It's sure. super punk rock because all the performers used to do their own makeup yeah, uh, and oh, that kind sure. of thing. But, like, when they had the movie come out, the producer actually got the makeup artist for Mick Jagger and David Bowie to redesign oh. the makeup for each character. Which makes so much sense. And, and that has since then become the sort of ubiquitous look. Mm. we've come to think of for you know Frankenberger and Eddie yeah. and everybody else and like the, the, what, what was developed for the movie became part of the stage production which is yeah. very cool yeah, it doesn't absolutely. usually go that way <laughs> no definitely not um, and also not to like because we don't want to derail from this but I think in it's important for some context too so Tim Curry joined the Rocky Horror live stream um, to support the Democrats like they're bringing like Rocky, it, it's so relevant today. Just to give it's people so context, it's so cool because the the themes of like acceptance and queerness and yeah. like it's 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 amazing. It's and- amazing, and like it's still again as relevant to the point where it brings people out um, to again to support a cause that people are still dealing with it now. And also speaking of Hocus Pocus, like at the beginning of the month, the re-release of it, uh, the the original was the second highest grossing movie of that of that week and second only to Chris Nolan's Tenet. That's crazy. And that's a movie man. that came out again in 93, 3 decades ago. Um and it's like hauling in all this money at the box office. And that's just a testament to, you know, people just being interested and wanting to have that experience in the theater. And that's partly I think as well, not to again, we don't want to I'm not trying to lean on politics here. But again, I believe that the uh actresses uh from Hocus Pocus also were originally um, reuniting again to uh, help bring um, to for a voting PSA. Um, and that was partly how they reunited. And then now, of course, there's going to be a, se- a sequel. Apparently all three actresses were asked and they all said yes. 
So, I mean, these, these, these seminal classics that we're talking about that people still know and love today, we're not just saying it because it was from when we were younger or like, oh, totally. it's like, it's as relevant as to the point of, you know, uh, affecting day-to-day politics as recently as two days ago and this month in general. So the cultural impact that these things have had, again, a, a movie from 75 based on a stream or based on a stage production from even earlier still being yeah. relevant a movie from 93 that i loved and then you know yeah. coming back to now um but so all that to, all that to say is you know halloween movies and, and campy movies those tend to be the ones you and i lean towards or at least me as well i don't get into For sure. the, the horror oh, you know what we didn't mention oh what speaking of campy good time halloween movies that still yes. hold the hell up yeah the adams family mm, mm-hmm. dude Oh my god. Can we just talk about how amazing like Raul Julia is for yes. just like a minute? So, <laughs> I love him I, so much. <laughs> I, I and I always love, first of all, Morticia. Yes. Oh my god. Morticia and Gomez are like couple goals. I was gonna say, like, <laughs> that's like from in my perspective, that was my original hashtag relationship goals. Like yes. That was that was their dynamic because it's again it's it's campy to that degree but also like it's just, they have such, such they're a, so in love and they're so supportive of each other it's <laughs> wonderful I know it's just it's one of those and it, it, so it was a film and a TV show lots and a of cartoon there was a and cartoon a cartoon too. that's right I can't forget that and then I believe most recently redone in uh, last year it was um an animated remake. Okay. Oh, yes, you're right. You're right, Jen. Yeah. Actually, earlier this year. Um, earlier this year. Uh, earlier this year or late last year. DVD release was earlier this year. There you go. Yeah. So, and because I remember it had uh, Oscar Isaacs and Charlie Theron. Yes. Um, yes. And, yes. Yeah. Like another, like, you know, like Nick Kroll, Finn Wolfhard. Like, I, but again, to speak to like these enduring classics of like the Adams family, again, came out a very long time ago in many iterations. And then just as recently as last year. Like it's the popularity of it. You can bring it back with, you know, current, uh, current actors, voice actors, obviously, or people who are doing voices for an animated version of it. But there's, there's as much interest in it. Like for, like just to speak to it, speaking of Bette Midler, she was, she voiced grandma in this yes. movie. <laughs> Alice and Janney, uh, also Amazing. a voice. Uh, Nick Kroll was Uncle Fester. Uh, so, so good. Hard left. Snoop Dogg was the voice for it. <laughs> Get the hell out of here, really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah. And then, of course, like Charlie's was uh, Morticia, Oscar Isaac was Gomez. Um, but this is also animated and literally a year ago, based on, you know, something that's been out for a long time. But yes, relationship goals. Uh, I just found them yeah, so endearing and so funny. Again, something that's meant to be, you know, they're meant to be a scary family. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they're just again so endearing. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know, and, yeah. and, and the, with the TV show, like it wasn't just for Halloween; it was all year round. Yes. Uh, and yes. so you, you got you got a you know insight into their you know their family and their little you know um, quirks and <laughs> intricacies of all the random characters. But yeah, no, totally. Morticia Adams is definitely a Halloween costume that I think I see once a year. Oh, and so good, man! And, I, I, man, I love her. I, I love, her I love them. Yes, them. And and also another costume I I see pretty much every year is Wednesday Adams. Yes. 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 Yeah. Wednesday Adams is the original Daria. Like, I mean (laughs) I wouldn't agree with that. 
and so the and the Adam's family version that I'm uh, most familiar with was and so initially the the first Adam not the first Adam's family but the first one after the TV series was 1991 the uh, the Adam's family and then 93 was Adam's family values so like yes which you was had also really good also really good so you had Adam's family values and Hocus Pocus came out in the same year um so they were really that was kind of the the tone of those types that of stuff, vibe right? yeah that yeah. vibe and those ones that again are enduring so like with Hocus Pocus coming back, um, no date as to when that will happen, but they've all signed on, but also um, them kind of just being in the zeitgeist right now, and then Adam's Family coming out in animation just a year ago. Um, you're Again, you're seeing all of these things brought back um, with our generation, and it's it's just so great to see. Uh, I just, you know, and I still love the original, like the 91 Adam's Family, like the first one is still my favorite, and Dr. Houston uh, and Raul Julia, they're like, they're just my favorite. Um, but yeah, I do like, you know, get you a man who looks at you the way Gomez looks at Morticia. I no like, kidding, like, man. I feel like that's a no-brainer and we should Yeah, I, I need someone shirts. to call me Karina. Exactly. <laughs> Once. <laughs> and just like constantly be kissing my hand and then all the way up my arm. Yes. I'm just like, and I just kind of look on with like, I guess I'm going to let this happen. But yeah, I do I do find you I have weird. things to do. But I have I'm things kidding. to do, but if you must fawn over me, fine. I mean, I guess so. Uh, yeah, this, this general, so this general tolerance of his like over the top, uh, just and again, this is, they're married and have two kids, but they're just so, <laughs> just so, so great, man. enamored with so her great. to this point. I just, I love that kind of, it's just very funny to me. And it course, is. It not to, and to say nothing of Christopher Lloyd, who's also in it. And was Just also hilarious. Him. So good. Yeah. So, so good. I, I do want to pivot to yes. a couple of actually scary things. Okay, we'll do uh, that. Because there were a few... Uh, another, another, like, really big thing with, like, North American pop culture with, with spookiness yeah. that I was not privy to until this year, though I knew about it from like, a pop culture perspective, was John Carpenter's The Thing. Yes, that, I yeah. watched The Fly when I was younger, and okay. that scared the shit out of me. Um, but like, yeah. I watched The Thing this past year, and mm-hmm. dude, so good. Yeah, so good. Uh, oh but like, really, uh, and the thing is that it's all of these practical effects that still fucking hold up, man. Like, it's terrifying. It is so. Oh, scary like oh and, and it's it's delightful like i'm a fan of body horror i'm okay a, like i i like that kind like i'm not a fan of like torture porn and like that kind of thing like so the okay. movies don't like super do it for me no uh, me neither but, yeah but like i love i love the idea of like corruption and like the thing that should not be and like uh, yeah. those kinds of things like really resonate with me and and uh watching the thing was like incredible it was so good and there's a couple other john carpenter movies that that i actually want to watch this year um specifically like they they live and uh the fog um, okay, those yeah. two are are on my docket but also with all with actually scary Jordan Peele. Oh, yes. Who the hell knew he had such amazing horror chops? I had no idea. I was, and yeah, impressive award nominations for for that. Uh, Fantastic. So good. It has never occurred to me to have um, 
such a huge racial narrative tied into horror before and it was oh, yeah. incredible with mm-hmm. get out uh with us i just finished watching lovecraft country on Ooh, which how it was that? a pretty oh dude so good okay i gotta so good okay great oh good and the thing is like it really it really leans in because H.P. Lovecraft, after whom the cosmic horror and eldritch horror uh, mm-hmm. and Lovecraftian horror is like that. Um, that kind of horror is named for H.P. Lovecraft, who ostensibly created the genre at the turn of the century. But he mm-hmm. was one of these dudes that was like. You know how when like you you look at like the older authors, Mark Twain's and stuff, you're like, yeah, he was racist, but like that was the time, right? You know, and that's you have to just look at it that lens. Actually, but yeah. H.P. Lovecraft was a racist bigot for his time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, he wasn't racist in the context. People looked at him at the time and go like, yo, maybe you should chill. Yeah, and you're like, oh, we're, we're all terrible, but you're going a little overboard. Right? You're, you're giving us a bad day. Yeah, exactly. You're, like, you're, you're doing a lot, my guy. Maybe take it, take it easy on that. Uh, yeah. So, sure. I mean, the, the thing is that it becomes interesting uh, as someone who enjoys horror and Cosmic Horror and Eldritch specifically, a couple of things are interesting about the genre. One is that you have to kind of realize where it's coming from, the nascence of it and this particular person because he was so vile when it mm. came to the, the, the race thing. Mm-hmm. But Lovecraft Country is about like the is about cosmic horror and that kind of thing. And yep. but it has this huge racial element to it. But in a do most of the protagonists are actually almost all of them and everybody who drives the story forward is a woman of color or and the big bad is a woman is nice. a white woman like right it's on. it's freaking fantastic like they're all it, it's all black women and and the narrative evolves to sort of um uh blackness being able to sort of triumph and and get those sort of strength at the end and you know i don't want to uh, spoil it with more details than that, but like, um, dude, so good, and it's really and and cosmic horror is one of those things that's really difficult. And this is the other thing that's interesting about it is it's interesting because it's difficult to translate out of writing, mm. um, and into a visual medium. And the reason yep. being that, like, and, and I'm sure you know this. I'm sure you you've read a fair bit of of cosmic horror in your lit class and stuff. But yes, like, yeah, yeah. So I mean, a lot of it is um, about it's talking about how indescribable things are. It's yes. talking about how um, it's it's wrong in mm-hmm. certain ways, and it's a feeling of wrongness. It's a feeling of corruption. It's a mm-hmm. feeling of darkness, and those are not things that are easily translated to a visual medium yeah and somehow they were able to do it <laughs> yeah for sure absolutely that's it's so good so actually scary jordan peele who the hell knew he had such great horror jobs but like i am so here for right like, he is sort of one of these he has become one of these people that i'm like actively avidly following to yep. see what he does next oh yeah for sure i mean he's gonna i I can't wait to see what other stuff he's going to come out with. Like, it, I think it's, you know, I mean, it seems like sky's the limit for him as far as reach yeah. 
um, yeah. with what he's doing. So I'm sure he has some really exciting things coming up. But yeah, that's yeah. There's so much great content out there right now. Uh, old stuff is is new again. Um, you know, classic favorites that are always going to be around or, you know, kind of perfect for the season. So, you know, if you're looking for some movie night stuff for Halloween, um, pretty much all of the things we talked about are easily accessible um, if you want to get into that sort of thing. Um, and then because I always have to put a pin on it, uh, there's also some great, I mean, all of these things we talked about, you, you can pretty much get books about them as well. Oh, yeah. uh, like these are yeah. all, there's a whole area of literature we aren't even going to be able to get into. There's the whole, I mean, you and I can have a whole episode on the X-Files. Oh, totally, dude. <laughs> totally. X-Files. Um, oh my God. Talk about actually scary. Right. And there's a bunch of, I think we should definitely do a separate one on TV shows. I'm glad we covered all the fav- a lot of our favorite movie ones, even though we never have enough time because you and I can talk forever. Yes. Um, but one of the things I love is, so last year at uh, the Royal Ontario Museum, I went to a an art exhibit called It's Alive, classic oh, horror and sci-fi I wanted art. to go to that one so badly. Yeah, from the Kurt Hammett <laughs> collection. And it was just, it was, first of all, it was um, different kinds of media. So it, there was literary covers. There was original movie release covers. So like Rosemary's Baby, like the original film co- um, poster, but they had that there. Um, and then they had um, outfits from some of the movies, like, but on full, like, facially accurate mannequins so they looked alive <laughs> like it was very wow. they set the tone uh in that exhibit a lot so i have a lot of great pictures maybe i'll post them on social if people Dude, you totally them. should yeah because it was from last year i mean it's not a it's not an exhibit that's up it was a temporary collection uh there were like oh, there was over 100 pieces uh and it was uh sci-fi cinema uh like fan favorite stuff from various exhibitions so lots of pop culture um and just, yes, yeah, just some really cool uh, memorabilia just from, I mean, because you, again, with, it's so vast, that uh, area, um, you could definitely do, you know, multiple exhibits um, just of different stuff from, some of it was replicas, some of it was real stuff, um, but a yeah. great exhibit. So, I mean, for all of you uh, Halloween aficionados, there's something out there for everyone. If you want to be terrified, there's something for you. Uh, if you want something fun and campy, there's something for you there too. Um, I tend to lean on the campy side because I'm a big wimp. Um, I like both. <laughs> you you like both and all the power to you. I love that you like both because then you keep me in the loop. I know what's terrifying. So I'm like, I'm going to live. I'm going to stay away. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get the gist from you. Uh, all the reviews and stuff, but I'm like not going to watch that at night by myself. Um, and then <laughs> I'll definitely be rerunning Hocus Pocus. Um, oh, for sure. And anything no, I, I have a system. I have a system because I, I like, I, I get scared shitless. Yes. Like, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, this is delightful. This is amazing. No, no, no. Right. I get terrified. Yeah. But I have a system to okay. prevent nightmares oh, that, okay. that I'm very proud of. And yes. it's 60% of the time it works. Every time. <laughs> Okay, I can work with that. It totally works. Okay, go. Okay, so, so my theory is that your dreams are from your subconscious, Mm -hmm. with me so far. Yep, with you there. Okay, if you put things in your consciousness, you won't dream about them because they are no longer in your subconscious. So. Before I go to bed, if I've seen something particularly terrifying, I have a reel of really scary images from different movies, from different (laughs) books I've read. Okay. I will consciously think about and terrify myself with. (laughs) Okay. But then I have no nightmares. Oh, 
interesting. So it's I a mean, nightmare prevention tip for all of you out there. <laughs> I, I love your tips always. That's a great one. Um, if anyone tries it, please at us on social. Uh, let us know if if we hashtag be particular works. hashtag nightmare prevention. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, let us know if that worked for you, or let us know if, if we scarred you for life and it didn't work. Um, either way, maybe maybe you shouldn't share our social. So yeah. Don't. No, no, no. You definitely should. Yeah. Okay, I'll definitely I'll definitely share. Uh, so if you're already following us. Um, on Instagram and Twitter. We love seeing your comments. We love hearing everything about it. Um, so you can follow us on Twitter and uh, at Particular Women and follow us on Instagram at These Particular Women. Um, use the hashtag, hashtag Be Particular. Great to talk to you about this, Sally. This was great. Uh, I'm hoping everyone uh, enjoyed our little foray into Halloween stuff. Yes. Uh, so I guess happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. We'll talk soon. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you.